You are listening to a Sunday sermon from St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Bellevue, Washington. We are a community that seeks God's presence, serves Christ and others, and grows together in faith. Welcome to our podcast. The following sermon was preached on the 21st Sunday after Pentecost, October 25th, 2020, by Ashley Buff Lang, Associate for Youth at St. Thomas. Though that could only do us good. 
No, I'm talking instead about soul tired. The kind of tired that leaves you weary and exhausted before the day has even begun. The kind of tired that may find you slipping mindlessly from channel to channel, news station to news station, wondering to yourself, when is this going to end? If you find yourself nodding your head and resonating with these questions, I promise you, you're not alone. I can't help but wonder if that's how those Israelites felt as they stood there before an old and dying Moses, the promised land just within reach. I wonder if after 40 years of wandering, 40 years of struggle, if their souls felt tired too. I wonder if they too found themselves muttering, when is this going to end? We find ourselves in the lectionary text this morning at the conclusion of what is the first epic series of the Bible. Deuteronomy is the final book in what is known as the Torah or the Pentateuch, the five books of Moses. And in it, Moses is delivering his final plea to Israel on behalf of God. You see, Moses knows what the Israelites might only suspect. He knows that the work is not yet done. That though this chapter is coming to a close, that their walk is far from over. And so Moses delivers over the course of these 34 chapters a series of exhortations to this new generation of Israelites who have seen what it is to wander and to want, and who now stand just within reach of that great promised land. Moses is pleading that they will continue to be faithful to the covenant of God, pleading that they will recognize that the way to life and rest and flourishing is, as Jesus would later affirm to those Pharisees, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Of course, even as he says these things, Moses knows, as do we, that those Israelites will fail to keep God's commandments. The memories of those who walked before them will begin to fade, and they will grow tired once again in the books that follow. Are you feeling tired? In his 1963 book, Strength to Love, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. recounts a story of a comrade and civil rights activist who participated alongside a then young Dr. King and others in the Montgomery, Alabama bus boycotts of the mid-1950s. These boycotts, you may remember, were organized by black leaders of the time to protest the systematic segregation of black folks across the Jim Crow South. It would become the first large-scale demonstration of the civil rights movement. Of this woman, King writes, One of the most dedicated participants in the bus protest was an elderly woman whom we affectionately called Mother Pollard. Although poverty-stricken and uneducated, she was amazingly intelligent and possessed a deep understanding of the meaning of the movement. After having walked for several weeks, she was asked if she were tired. 
With ungrammatical profundity, she answered, My feet is tired, but my soul is rested. My feet is tired, but my soul is rested. Let that sink in for a moment. This woman, an elderly black woman who has spent a lifetime under the persecution and turmoil of a segregated Jim Crow South, has somehow miraculously managed to find and claim in that moment a deep and unrelenting rest within her soul. You might wonder, as Dr. King did, where in the world that kind of soul satisfaction could come from in the midst of all that Mother Pollard was up against. Further on, King seems to answer his own question, and he writes, On a particular Monday evening, following a tension-packed week, which included being arrested and receiving numerous threatening phone calls, I spoke at a mass meeting. I attempted to convey an overt impression of strength and courage, although inwardly I was depressed and fear-stricken. At the end of the meeting, Mother Pollard came to the front of the church and she said, Come here, son. I immediately went to her and I hugged her affectionately. Something is wrong with you, she said. You didn't talk strong tonight. Seeking further to disguise my fears, I retorted, Oh, no, Mother Pollard, nothing is wrong. I'm fine as ever. But her insight was discerning. Mm-mm. You can't fool me, she said. I know something's wrong. Before I could respond, she looked directly into my eyes and said, I then told you he is with you all the way. Then her face became radiant, and she said in words of quiet certainty, But even if we ain't with you, God's going to take care of you. King continues, Since that dreary night in 1956, Mother Pollard has passed on to glory, and I have known very few quiet days. I have been tortured without and tormented within by the raging fires of tribulation. I have been forced to muster what strength and courage I have to withstand the howling winds of pain and jostling storms of adversity. But as years have unfolded, the eloquently simple words of Mother Pollard have come back again and again to give light and peace and guidance to my troubled soul. God's going to take care of you. You see, Mother Pollard knew, as Moses did, that strength for the arduous and often exhausting journey toward freedom and justice cannot come from within us alone. Rather, as the Reverend Dr. King would put it, it is our, quote, faith which has the power to transform the whirlwind of despair into a warm and revising breeze of hope. I don't believe that even as Moses sat atop that mountain, looking out at the promised land he knew he would never see, that he felt anything but gratitude for what God had done through him, and at times in spite of him. I believe that, with my whole heart, that as Moses died there on that mountain, he died with tired feet and a rested soul. Confident that though we would continue to stumble again and again, that even as we would choose to wander, we would never be able to escape the embrace of God's covenantal love toward us. 
Perhaps it was Moses who spoke through Mother Pollard that word of prophetic hope. God is with us. God will take care of you. God will guide your feet and soothe your soul, even in the difficult journey ahead. And my friends, there's no getting around it. The journey will indeed be difficult. And though it is crucial in these coming days that we exercise our right and privilege where we have it to vote, whatever comes of November 3rd will not be the journey's end. Those same rights and freedoms to life that Mother Pollard and Dr. King and so many others fought for have yet to be fully realized by our black, brown, and LGBTQ brothers and sisters. The dream of Dr. King for justice and equality for all people has not yet come to pass. I don't know what will happen ten days from now. What I do know is that the work of justice has no political affiliation. The work of justice is imbued within the very scriptures and stories from which our faith was founded. Ever present in the command to love God and every stranger to neighbor in God's boundless and unrelenting K-I-N kingdom. I know the world has done a number on us. I know our souls are weary. But my friends, the stakes are far too high for it to stay that way. For the sake of God, the prophets, and all of God's beloved people, each and every one, we must, we must keep walking, though our feet grow tired. And I know it's exhausting work. But my prayer for all of us here today is that we would remember the stories of our ancestors who wandered this winding path before us. May we too be enlivened by the strength of those prophets, those preachers, and those ordinary people who came to know God intimately and came to know the language of love, justice-seeking love, whose souls were fed by the spirit of that promise, that there is hope for a better world if only we would yearn for it with our whole bodies, with our hands and our feet and our actions, motivated by the love of God and neighbor. May we too go forward from this place knowing that there is room for both tired feet and rested souls so long as we learn to recognize this work as holy work. That's holy participation in a story that has stretched on for millennia, but that remains all the more urgent today, in this very moment. May we remember the words of the prophet Moses that the way to life and rest is through a sincere commitment to keep our covenant with God in Christ. That we would be a people that loves the Lord our God with all our heart, all our soul, all our minds and that loves our neighbor as ourself. May we do all that we can to etch the language of scripture and the history of those prophets, both ancient and new, into the very deepest corners of our hearts. It is there that we may indeed find a kind of rest for our soul that Mother Pollard knew so intimately. May we find that rest 
that which sustains us for the good, hard, kingdom work. Because my friends, like God, our feet aren't quite done with us. There is so much yet to do. So I ask, not are you tired, but are you ready? Are you ready? Moses is waiting for you. Joshua waits for you. Paul, Dr. King, John Lewis, Mother Pollard, Rosa Parks, Emmett, Rodney, George, Brianna, Richard, Ahmad, Summer, Heather, Boston, Philando, Michael, Tamir, and Jesus wait for you. You are not alone in this journey. We are not alone, but the work is not yet done. Our walk is far from over. Are you ready? Amen. For more information about St. Thomas Episcopal Church, please visit our website at www.stthomasmedina.org.